0: This is Joshy P from Moonrunners Music Festival in Chicago. Just wanted to let you guys know that we will be doing another online music festival February 12th through 14th at the Moonrunners Music Festival YouTube channel. we got a great lineup over three days, including Mikey Classic and Jake Orvis of the goddamn Gallows. We got Jesse Wagner, lead singer of the Aggro Lights, doing a set. We got Warm Warm Foot, which features Uriah from the Goddamn Gallows. And we got Fish Cuts and the Sneaking Orchestra. We got Run Rabbit Run, Johnny Terror. We got a whole bunch of bands. Last False Hope, Local News Legend. The list goes on and on. So come join us February 12th through 14th at the YouTube channel for Moon Runners Music Festival.
1: See you guys there. Hey folks, this is Dog By Harris from Ruckus in the Records. I'm here to tell you about a contest we are doing live via the Ruckus in the Records YouTube channel on Saturday, March 20th, called Ruckus in the 80s. Ruckus in the 80s is a virtual show much like Battle of the Bands. Bands or solo artists will enter two of the best 80s cover songs they can come up with for a chance to win a cash prize and 100 drink koozies with their logos printed on them. How the cash prize is determined is each act that enters will be required to pay a $5 entry fee. We at Ruckus will match that to double that money. As of now, the pot is up to $200 and growing daily. The winner will be decided by the votes of the viewers via an online voters poll. If you or someone you know is interested in entering or sponsorship opportunities, Hit up any of the Ruckus in the Records social media pages or send an email to ruckusintherecords, all lowercase letters, at yahoo.com for more details. We hope to see you guys in the chat room on March 20th at the Ruckus in the Records YouTube page. Alrighty, folks with us on the phone we got austin sterling how you doing buddy good how are you oh i'm not too bad <laughs> so uh we wanted to get you on here to talk about your stuff you've got going on um you want to start by talking about yeah uh, your show this friday yeah doing um
0: <clears throat> doing a social distancing show so um people can come in person um but it's it's a nice big room where people are sitting really far away from each other, but you can at least sit and listen to live music, you know, for once. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it'll probably be a, be a one-time thing this year. I don't know how many more times I'm going to get to play, but um, yeah, that's, that's about it, man. It should be fun. I'm excited.
1: Right on, man. Um Are you guys airing it live at all? Like <clears throat> you Facebook or No. So,
0: um, the, the place, we're having it at my church. They're nice enough to, like, let me use the building and, and all that kind of stuff. Use the stage and the sound and all that. And they asked if I wanted to live stream it. And I said, I think I kind of want to just keep
1: it um, just for the people that come. Like, keep it special. Like, I kind of get it, you know? Everybody's been live streaming everything. Like <clears throat> So, like, uh, yeah, I can see why. Yeah, I've got mixed emotions about the live stream
0: deal. I... I'm, I'm trying to get it all set up and going to where I can do it somewhat decent to where it doesn't, it's not just on my phone like this and I'm just strumming in my kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like garbage. Like I want people to enjoy it. And when the, when the whole thing first hit, and we had like a lockdown and everybody was live streaming like crazy. I was just like, I wanted to play, but I also was like, I don't want to add to People are, everybody's just gonna get burnt out, you know, yeah. like with all these live streams.
1: Essentially, that's what happened, too. I mean, now you can already kind of see it, you know, everybody's really excited, but then mm-hmm. you know, people only got so much money to donate for tips and shit, too, you know, like, exactly. You yeah.
0: and that's the other thing. It's like you got, you know, 15, 20 bands that are live streaming on a Friday that you like, or enjoy, or follow, and they're all asking for donate you can't donate to all of them you know what i mean it's just crazy it's uh it's a it's a really hard thing and i understand it on the musician side but as well as like the listener side i understand you know i i don't want to just sit down and flip on and listen to somebody
1: strumming in their kitchen you know so why would
0: anybody why would most other people
1: you know yeah um um, I do like the fact there's been a lot of very creative um, sets. I think people have gotten kind of, kind of cool at it. You know, I think. Um, so that's been kind of neat to see what people come up with when they're actually trying to be creative. You know,
0: like what kind of? What do you mean? Like
1: I don't know, just like, like settings, going to different places to play. You know, oh, okay, yeah. And some people are really good with the sound on it too. And um, Moonrunners Music Festival did a great online music festival and they're doing another one here in a few weeks. Um, yeah, February, uh, I'll be on that one. So are you, yeah, we're actually going to pre-record the video.
0: We're going to pre-shoot pre-record so there's no latency and hopefully the audio's better than it would be. You know,
1: I was on the last one and that's what I did. I just pre-recorded it. I was like, I'm okay, not gonna cool. fuck around with a live, uh, um, Feed, you know, try, worrying about it clipping out or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, right? there's a bunch yeah. of people watching, you know. Um, but the moon, the last one he did was really good, and I, uh, I hadn't seen one done like that, and it was really fun, man. They, uh, they, it was the closest thing. It, it was nothing like a live show, but it was the closest thing I think you could get. You right, know, because right. yeah. um, you know, we we screened it to our YouTube channel on our tv and sat there and watched it like all weekend and we hung out with people in the chat room like i would text with people in in the chat room from my phone while we watched these sets on our and people were getting really creative with it there was like different different locations different things people were dressed all crazy in some of them you know (laughs) so it was like it was fun man it was like i was like these guys Joshy and um his buddy from canada which i'm actually going to use for a thing i'm doing yeah uh, they have done they did a really good job with it man and i think that was the closest thing you could get to it um that's cool yeah i think we're all kind of tired of the live streams and like but i think um at the same time it was good to see something really fun like that you know it's been a while since i felt like connected to music and like that you know and i'd actually sat around and watched some bands that i'd never heard before i was like these guys you know these guys are good you know and uh yeah it was fun man so i think you guys are I think you guys will enjoy it. I don't know if you tuned into the last one at all.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually in the middle of a piece of, I was building a piece of furniture for some people and I kind of was like, had a deadline. So I was working on that thing like crazy. So during Moonrunners was right at the tail end of when I needed to finish this table that I was building for these people. But the best live stream I think I've seen as far as creative is uh, the Flaming Lips. And they were all in bubbles. <laughs> Did you see that?
1: No, I didn't see that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. They were like, uh, they all, cause, you know, are you familiar with Flaming Lips? How A he, little like, bit, yeah. So he's got this huge, like, huge ball. Like a hamster looking ball. And he'll uh-huh. get out in it in the crowd and like walk on the crowd. And he's just in this huge ball. And it's just, it's hilarious. And um, so they took basically like those. And they were in a big room, and they were all in one. So the keyboard player was in one, and they just had all their lines ran. It was pretty hilarious. Like that's
1: funny. Yeah. Uh, Post Malone, I I know that probably a lot of people shit on him because you know pop he's like pop culture and shit, but uh, he did actually a really awesome Nirvana tribute that was about forty five minutes long, and it had Travis Barker from Blink One Eighty Two on the drums and a couple other people like I didn't really know who they were. I think yeah. there's some musicians I knew that are pretty good probably studio musicians or something, but they set up in different rooms and live stream together and said, well, since I got like fucking a billion dollars, the sound yeah. quality was amazing. And yeah. I think it really showcased what that guy could do as far as like being outside of like a SoundCloud auto tuned pop star, <laughs> man, because he really did an excellent job. He nailed the guitar parts. Good. Um, nailed, Nailed the vocals good, and it was all that's really cool. awesome because it was all in a separate, you know, separate rooms. and, and so, Yeah. And then he dressed up in a dress too. It was funny as hell. So <laughs> that's good. Cool. I uh, I
0: I didn't see. I didn't watch it, but I saw like headlines or people sharing. But all I saw was people like bashing it, like piss that he covered Nirvana or whatever. And I don't know. I, I just
1: didn't even look at it, but. I remember seeing
0: like headlines for it and all that.
1: I thought it was pretty good. And and I'm a pretty big Nirvana fan, you know? So um, that's kind of what got me started in music, I guess. Kind of yeah. junior junior high, high school days is when I really started getting into stuff is when I was listening to them. But, um, but yeah, so I think, I don't know, the older I get, the less like offended I get about that kind of shit anyway, you know? But you know, back in the day, I used to get really pissy about those kind of things, but, um, but I, I think, I think I would have enjoyed it even as a young youngster who was really passionate about Nirvana. I think I would yeah. have appreciate it.
0: It's hard because you become passionate about something like I, um, I, something hit me like years and years ago. So I used to be before music, it was like my tattoo or my, my hobbies were tattoos, firearms and motorcycles. Like that's all I, that was, like, all I put my time and money into. And, like, when I uh, would go down the road and I would see all these people with, like, just when the bobber fad kind of, like, started to come in real early. And I I was kind of into that stuff, you know, a while before. Then I'd see these people with, like, Harley, like, straight from the Harley dealership you know these bobbed out looking things and and i used to like turn my nose up to it and had had a total like hipster um mentality about it and would kind of look down my nose at them, and uh or even when i would see somebody flying down the road on like a crotch rocket or something that i was just like that i wasn't (laughs) into i would look at and i would be like what a douche you know but but then i realized i'm like I like seeing a bunch of people that are not into the stuff that I'm into or even stuff that I think is pretty lame because to me, I'm like, that makes the things that I like even more special. Like, you know, for me, like, um, but then I realized I kind of grew out of that. It was kind of at my early angry phase when I was still
1: kind of a angry dude. So I call those the 20s. Uh, I call those my 20s yeah uh, by about 30 I started loosening up a little bit and realizing I was being a moron you know
0: yeah early 20s for me I think yeah right about when I hit 25 and I my frontal lobes I think connected then I kind of like uh started to be able to see things a little clearer you know
1: yeah start questioning your yourself a little bit and looking within
0: yeah man for yeah, that's
1: kind of how it works, I think, for everybody. Or we uh, <laughs> starts to settle down and testosterone starts mellowing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how it was yeah. when, um, you know, the, the Roots music scene first started, you know, and, you know, the Outlaw Country with Hank 3 and everything is, I was real passionate about that. And if somebody talked shit about somebody I liked, I'd get really mad. And I look back yeah. and I'm just like, whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's hard i mean because you get so passionate about something and it especially in the early phases of really buying into something or or feeling passionately about something it's
1: yeah kind of feeling like you're part of something too you know
0: yeah and it's hard when you're confronted with somebody who who doesn't see that or um is contrary at least in your view you know and it you you butt heads you come up against it even if they're not trying to butt heads it kind of hits your ego you know mm-hmm. like it's really weird man like when you become passionate about something in the beginning like there's this ego that comes along with it that we don't even it's like this shadow self that we don't even like realize is there at first until it's there for a while and then we're like whoa I'm kind of a I'm kind of acting like a whole a douche about this
1: whole thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then you chill out, yeah. But, yeah, I hear you. I've, I've, like, yeah, like I said, I've came, came a long way since my younger days. Yeah, that's uh, good, man. Well, speaking of music, man, you've got some new music coming out, right? Yeah. Um, Friday. So this
0: Friday, day of the show, um, I'm gonna release a. Uh, a new song called home. And then, um, pretty much every month I'm going to be releasing a song, at least one song. And then I think towards the end of the year, I'm going to, it's going to, they're going to be start more and more and more. So that's the plan anyways, as long as something doesn't blow up. (laughs) Do you have them all recorded or are you just going to record as you go? No, man, I've got, right now currently i've got probably five albums recorded and ready like wow but i don't uh, just trying to release them um i first of all like i, I kind of i'm always recording and writing so i'm seeing like what songs come out of that and then okay they fit with this album they this kind of fits this vibe so i start kind of putting them all together and piecing it that together that way um luckily I, don't, I haven't had to ever um like write and record an album as i went i don't know dude that would
1: that would stress <laughs> me out i don't know yeah i don't think i, I, could know that do, it, I could do that yeah um yeah that would be hard especially like if you got like the, the pressure from like a major label like oh we need a new one next you know like a oh. album, album every year or album every you know it's like fuck. i don't think i could do it man
0: as long as they let me use songs I've already got written, like as long as I don't, have to, <laughs> no, you need to write a brand new song, I'm going to be like, yeah, Ugh. like, which I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could do it or whatever. I just don't like that pressure. And I, every time I've tried to sit down and go towards, whether it's a sound or a style and I've, I've attempted to do that, it, it, falls short and it's watered down and it sounds like garbage and i'm not happy with it so i have to like just hit hit record and then let it kind of unravel how it is you know um yeah i wouldn't be good about like having (laughs) to sit down and be like okay you need to write a an album about this with this sound i'd be scared
1: um so do you record your own stuff or you go to a studio
0: Yeah, no. So I, I track everything and mix everything at home and then send it off to get mastered. Um, But, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty like as minimal amount of gear as possible. Like I don't like to overcomplicate things no matter what it is. I'd like to just try to keep everything very, very simple and like streamlined. So I literally, I've got an SM7 um now that I pretty much use for everything and then um I mean depending on I got some pencil mics or something if I'm using like acoustic and things like that but I mean anymore man a good mic through a decent interface and into your DAW and like that's that's really all you need you can make stuff sound good you know
1: yeah man in much
0: I know. I mean, I know people are out there. I know compressors and EQ and all that kind of stuff and external gear makes a huge difference. But for the most part, I'm just like, I try to keep
1: it simple, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the more shit you add to something, the more it takes away from the real aspect right. of it, you know? And I'm not big on like, you know, a lot of people disagree with me and, uh, and that's okay. But I'm not real big on sound quality. You know, mm-hmm. I I am to a point, but I'm more about the song, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I think you can capture more live than you can in a studio, you know. Um that's always I, I kind of nice like story. to record too. It's kind of like as like, I like to record as live as I can, you know. Yeah. Um I don't like to do a lot of punch ins. I don't like to do a lot of I don't know. I just like to do it as live as possible, you know? Yeah. I, that's something I've struggled with is like, cause live
0: I'm, I'm really, I'm really like proud of my, my live set. Like, I feel like that's like, personally, I feel like that's where I really like shine, like mm-hmm. where I'm talent- where my skill level is. I feel like if I get to play live, that's where I'm best. My yeah. my struggle has always been trying to get the my recordings or the albums to where I'm I'm as proud of my live show you know as I am of my albums
1: and it's hard to capture I, the emotion when you're recording yeah um, you know when you're recording over doing live stuff yeah it's it's tricky man it's
0: um and but it's kind of fun too because like there's stuff I can do so when I'm recording like stuff you can do in the studio that you can't do live, you know, there's a lot of stuff I really would love to do live, but I can't, I don't have the, I don't have the musicians at my disposal at all times.
1: Yeah. You know, I
0: don't have the sound system and the stage set up that I would, I would like to be able to have. Um, but, and on albums I can really like dive into like getting those melody parts and stuff. That, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh
1: an album's more for your creative side, I guess. And, you know, I think is where a lot of that comes. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, oh, I fucking figured I was going to say. oh, uh, <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, live sets, like, and putting a lot of work into that these days is kind of a lost art, you know? I think people lean on recording a little too much you know it used to be that when you'd hear a band on an album that's pretty much the way you're gonna hear when they played live Mm -hmm. you know now um hold on zoom's doing something weird um so um but with like over time with pro tools and all that shit, you know now you can hear something on an album it'll sound totally different when you hear it live. So, yeah. And that's most of my stuff
0: is like that. And I, I've had people, I mean, that pisses a lot of people off. Oddly, like Mm -hmm. you're like, so like the songs I'm going to put out the next nine songs I'm putting out are way more like singer songwriter. The song I'm putting out Friday home is my buddy Russ Busey played on it. And he's like a local, um, musician but the dude like i mean he's known around town as hands down one of the best guitar players around our area and he i just told him i was like man i really want like a david gilmore you like know, mm. vibe on this like Got guitar just like more. i i hate the word but like like an epic you know what i mean I like, big, it, yeah. like epic guitar um and he came in and like nailed it and it's it's not like anything else I have recorded. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um I, I get I'll get I will get hate mail about it. It's <laughs> really weird. I really will. Really? I get hate mail about the weirdest stuff.
2: Hmm.
0: And
1: um guess that's the world we live in. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, I I I understand in the sense of like online and post and people naysayers on post. To me it's a whole nother ball game for people to take the step to write somebody a message <laughs> like this blah 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 like you're watered down or what like that was the last one I got it's like you're watered down and you have no balls in your music whatever so I'm much, like
1: that's stupid
0: okay all right man i'm just trying to not
1: a fucking play music
0: yeah i don't know it's and i welcome criticism it's it's fine but uh Constructive's good though. It's better.
1: Constructive,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's better. I don't know. There's something to learn too, and and deconstructive <laughs> criticism too. But yeah, I, how to uh,
1: block somebody?
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, uh, but it's it's hard when you're just. I'm like, man, listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just doing my best.
1: I don't, yeah, I'm just playing. Yeah. Sorry it didn't make you happy. It's my song, yeah. I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. So you're, I um, said you got that guy that's kind of a local hero for guitar stuff. Where is local for you? So um,
0: I'm in right now, currently I'm in Pittsburgh, Indiana, but uh, he's like Indianapolis okay. area. You know, we got a, bar up here called slippery noodle which is like a really famous like blues bar and um it's like probably the oldest like blues bar I, th- I think they say in the nation i don't know i don't know if that's true but um yeah he goes in there and just runs the place dude he can go in there and play whatever he wants as long as he wants whenever he wants and um but yeah he's just he's got he's got some serious clout and it's cause he's got some chops, you know? And, um, he, yeah, he like killed it on the song. It was just crazy. Um, and then Friday I get to play with, uh, uh, my buddy Mark and Bowden is going to open and play a set before I get up there. And, um, he's a pretty well-known dude around our area as well. I mean, he's been, he's probably late fifties, but he's been at it for like a long time. And dude, his, his voice is just like smooth as butter. I'm going to feel like a complete jackass trying to get up there after him and, and sing. Cause he's just, and he played, he played um, guitar on, uh, I think the song I'm releasing next
1: month, he, he did some guitar
0: on that song. So
1: yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. I love Indiana, man. Uh, it's a cool state. I like it. Like, I spent a lot of time in Fort Wayne.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you know in Fort Wayne?
1: Um, You know, I don't think I know anybody now. Um, It's been a while, but we used to play down at the Brass Rail every once in a while. Yeah. There's a couple other places, too. I can't remember what the other place was called. Um, Skeletoons played- used to be a big place, but they closed down. What was it? Skeletons. That's not it. I think – I can't remember what it's called though, but um I played there with Rachel Brook once. Um but yeah, I was a uh, I always liked it there, man. I've been through Indiana or Indianapolis too, once. We played there and we ended yeah. up getting just this clusterfuck of a booker. Um oh, no. he said he had this big show for us and then took us to an open mic. <laughs> um, yeah, you know uh the good the good stuff about touring but um, yeah, but yeah, I've always yeah. liked Indianapolis too that's cool um, it's 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 a
0: it's it's growing a lot, but it still is like a big small city and
1: yeah. and where
0: I'm located, you know, I can get there decently quick you know I'm far enough away that I'm not in the city, but I can get there quick and I love Indiana man. it's super cheap. And um, what's rent going for out there? Well, Just I, honestly, I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even tell you. Um, you could probably get a decent little house for eleven hundred a month, maybe yeah. something like that. Um, but there, there's a lot of housing options. I, I think it depends on if you're going to be more out
1: in the suburbs or the country or the yeah, city, yeah. like. Was Huge. that last one city or or rural? Say it again. Was the $1,100 like a city rent or rural rent? Uh,
0: probably a little more rural, rural. Yeah. Um, But it's, um, yeah, the city's growing and they're building like tons of uh, apartments and stuff around Indy and, yeah. you know, with shops below and st- something that's needed to happen for years, but they're finally like doing it. So,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I spent a little time in Lafayette too. Which is yep, home of Shannon Hoon. I guess that was one of my big inspirations growing up. I don't know if you, I know don't know. Anything. Yeah, I don't know. He was the lead singer of Blind Melon. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, duh. I knew yeah, that. I went to his grave right outside there once when I was younger. But yeah, I've always yeah. really dug it there, man. Indiana is good, good place.
0: Yeah, it's it's very flat, and a lot of people like to yeah. knock that, but
1: yeah, I can't. I, I dig it, man it's the same out here like eastern oregon's pretty flat it's kind of i mean there's some rolling hills and stuff it's not as flat as it is as it is out there but everybody's right. always like oh it's everything's dead out there it's so flat but yeah <laughs> you get over to portland you can't see anything through the trees so i can complain <laughs> about that you know so yeah i i liked it because of that when it, it when it hit like illinois indiana or ohio you know those flat states um it always reminded me a little bit of home because of that, because everything's so cheap yeah, okay, yeah. for miles, yeah. you know. And yeah, and i always tour through around fall too, so it like looked the same, so it felt very like nostalgic, you know. Yeah, when I was doing like big runs, so I always yeah. love the states. It gets hot as shit during the summer, though. Yeah, dude, it's I your mean, winters are kind of brutal too, aren't they?
0: Yeah, we honestly get kind of hit hard with both seasons. Uh, you know, winters can get down to the negatives, you know, and then summers are up in the high 90s, you know. So, I mean, we definitely, like
1: – it. it's a
0: hard transition, man, the change of the season sometimes because you're just like, what is happening right now? <laughs>
1: yeah, the, are the summers kind of humid too? I think I remember going through there. That's, and... the,
0: that's probably the worst part of it is we had crazy humidity.
1: Like, Yeah, just sweating. I just remember – sweating like crazy going through indiana yeah and like
0: people it's funny because like people from up north will be like oh you don't know cold and people from down south will be like oh you don't know heat and i'm like but listen, we gotta have both of them like pretty bad like yeah they might not be as bad as like southern tennessee or northern wisconsin but like we we get hit with like
1: you don't get the heat that we get
0: you know or you don't get the cold that we get but
1: yeah, um, the humidity adds so much to the heat. I don't think people understand that. They hear like ninety, and they're like, "Ah, oh, that ain't shit." People in Texas are like, "Ah, that's nothing." But yeah, but when you add humidity to it, it's like a hundred. If you're like 90 you I'll feel like hundred and five, and then you're just yeah, dumping sweat. You know, that just yeah,
0: outside, you just immediately are sweating.
1: Like it's just it's not even
0: fun being outside. So. Yeah.
1: Dry heat's way, way easier for me. I'd rather be in like 110 degree dry heat than 95 yeah. degree humidity, you know?
0: That's like our favorite
1: place to tour
0: is, well, we love the Northeast, but we also love like Santa Fe, New Mexico. That's, that's probably our favorite. I, when I say our, my wife and I, that's probably our two favorite states is like New Mexico, Arizona, you know, kind of around there. Cause it's just... We, I think we like the dry heat a whole lot.
1: It's mine too. I've never, I mean, one of them as far as like land goes, it's never been like one of my uh best uh like paying states, Arizona and New Mexico. But I've always loved to uh drive through there, man. Yeah, it's easy,
0: it's easy drive. Like, you're not going, it's not like in Colorado or up in the northeast and it's driving in the northeast sucks for like a number of reasons <laughs> but i like new mexico I, I just like that southwest driving around those areas it's just uh it's probably a little bit more like indiana in most of the areas because it's a little bit more laid back like open yeah open and and people aren't trying to kill you on the road
1: page sorry my dogs <laughs> get them inside dude what are you doing All right, <laughs> my dogs are crazy. It's all good. You have any dogs? You dog person?
0: Yeah, I've got. Uh, we've got a little thing yeah. called Nikki. <laughs> um, I had a. I was actually posted yesterday about my my old dog Lua, who was like my world. She was a ninety five pound uh, Labradoodle, and uh, she was just like the sweetest thing on earth and i actually posted my story about her yesterday and um but she shortly after it was shortly after my dad passed away and like and literally like right behind right between our house fires like right in the middle we had to put her down and she had congestive heart failure and that was that was horrible like um but when my dad was before he passed away he um He was getting sick, but we didn't know what was wrong with him yet. And we, my mom was like, maybe he needs a puppy. I'm like, he was like getting stressed. And I'm like, a a puppy might not (laughs) help. Yeah. And and then like fast forward, she's like, I don't think this is really, this is actually kind of (laughs) the opposite. And uh, so we basically inherited that dog and that dog, we still have Nikki. So like, and she's a, she's a little golden doodle she's sweet as hell my wife and I have to do the doodle thing because we both have like really bad allergies and um, so but she's yeah she's the sweetest thing but I so (laughs) you remember walk uh, walk hard right yeah yeah I love when uh, when you'd be like wrong kid died yeah yeah Um, I always say that to Nikki I'll just like every (laughs) week I'm like wrong kid died because we had to put Lua down you know (laughs) And I'm like, wrong kid died. <laughs> and Lily, my wife, is just like, don't say that. She'll cover her ears. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're we're huge dog people, so. Yeah, I got three. Uh, I, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All mine are big, though. Um, I got a lab, a boxer lab mix, and we just got a miniature pit bull. Sweet, though. Yeah, and he's the minister pitbull about a year old and he's hell on wheels or paws, whatever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, uh, I uh, we I would prefer bigger dogs, like, I prefer bigger dogs for uh-huh. sure. Um, we got little Nikki out of default, but uh, <laughs> she uh, she's got a little bit of like little dog energy, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. She's like scared for unnecessary reasons at times, and you're just like. Looking at her like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> I want to leave you outside, but um, yeah. If we left her outside, a squirrel would probably kill her or something. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny, man. So what? Yeah. What about you? You got? Are you playing this year? You, what are you? Well, I'm supposed doing? to.
1: Supposed to do a show in June with Shooter Jennings in Pendleton here in Oregon which is kind of a big deal because not a lot of bigger acts come out here. So it's supposed to be kind of a bigger festival. Like, uh, oh, what's that new, that gal? She's been around for a minute, but she's picking up a lot of steam. She's kind of from our scene. Um, Sierra, Sierra Farrell or something like that. You heard of her? No. She's picking up a lot of steam right now. She's playing too. Um, But, uh, yeah, fingers crossed we can get that done. But my – not getting too high of hopes. supposed to be at the end of June, so we yeah. got a little bit of time, but we'll see how it works, man. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if I see big bigger shows like that happening that quick, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I hope you're able to play, man. It's um Yeah. It's uh I did a song yesterday at church. They let they wanted me to come play one of my songs, which is always really funny. Um my church is Really cool, like that. They're just like, "Why don't you come play a song?" I'm like, "What? One of my songs?" Like, (laughs) like, yeah. I'm like, "Are you, are you sure?" Like, and they've asked me to do it a lot to where I'm like, I don't really have any more that don't involve like a monster eating somebody's head, or or, (laughs) I was like, I don't have any more that don't like involve something that doesn't make sense playing, but, um, but I I just replayed another song that I played before of mine. And um, the whole kick drum, tambourine, banjo set up. And it, it, it felt so good being able to play, you know.
1: Ooh,
0: yeah. um, you ever think about doing a gospel album? Yeah, I, the, it kind of goes into um, me trying to write specifically. Like, I, I've tried to write, write songs that were like gospel songs or something like that. But um, I like I I try and I get kind of started and I'm like getting into the song. And by, by the second verse, I'm like, this sucks. I'm not even like, (laughs) this is horrible. Um, And so I just kind of, yeah, I have, when I write and stuff, I have to just not even really think about it a whole lot.
1: I feel you. Yeah. I'm kind of there with you. And it also has to feel like for me, it's got to feel like not pressured at all, you know, like, right. If I go, I'm going to sit down and write a song. Like it's not yeah. more than like, yeah. it's not happening. Well, I'll, I'll sit and I'll, um, so I'm, I'm
0: always writing. I've got a, um, a really good system that I've kind of built over the years to how I write songs and it's continuous. It never stops. Um, the last two nights I've woken up in the middle of the night with just some ideas, you know, lyric ideas or whatever. And I'll jot them down in my phone real quick and my notes and, um, I've got a place where I stockpile lyrics and line ideas and song titles. And then I've just got this huge stockpile of stuff that I use. And, um, and then I've got a whole nother stockpile of like chord progression, melody ideas, you know, stuff like that, like just licks and things. And, um, I'll kind of go over to all my lyrics and stuff and I'll read through them. And then I'll start like piecing things together that, that flow together or like concepts that, that match up. And then, you know, at some point I just take the two and I start kind of putting them together. And um, usually it takes me like 30 minutes to write a song because I've already done all that back end work, you know, over time. Like I've kind of already like got all that stuff ready. So then when it's time to like, just put it together, it's like, Ooh, like I just kind of am able to, piecemeal or something is like is is such a good like it'll hit me with such clarity that I can just kind of roll with the idea you know lyrically or whatever so um that's been good but I need to not do that every time because (laughs) then I'll just be writing the same damn song over and over you know yeah
1: I think that's my problem is that's kind of what I do you know and that's why I haven't really done anything for a while is I feel like I'm just writing the same fucking song over and over again you know right so there's a um i've talked about it a bunch but uh ryan adams
0: i don't i don't you know i know some people aren't a big fan of him these days and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, but um yeah I wasn't it, like part that. of the
1: me too movement for a sec or something like that like
0: yeah man. as far as i saw um there was like three women or two or three women that came out said that he was inappropriate with them but they didn't say how yeah or, like, what it was. All it was is they were, like, he was, like, inappropriate. And and it, and one girl was, like, through text. I think two two of the girls said through. I could, I could be totally wrong about the information I'm giving right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, when I looked into it, and this is a couple of years ago, um, there wasn't anybody bringing anything to the table that was like
1: like but what like what did he yeah. do like, what did he
0: say you know
1: there's um, a lot of that stuff around that time which is kind of frustrating and in some ways you know because I feel like it takes away from the women that are having really oh hell yeah it does dude you know hell yeah. like if you got something say it for sure man but if you don't yeah don't, don't yeah you're definitely taking away person.
0: from people who have really suffered you know what I mean and i mean i can't imagine being a woman and being put in a place having a man put you in a position that some men do Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as a man it's infuriating and i couldn't i i can't i'm trying not to cuss right now I, i can't imagine it like it pisses me off just thinking about it but yeah like somebody coming up and i'm not saying those women were false or any, they had false allegations or anything like that yeah, yeah yeah there wasn't a lot of clout behind it but if they were false or the women that have come forward that w- were false um dude that pisses me off i'm just like dude you are completely negating all these other women and then um if you get caught as lying you know you're you're taking away probably the confidence of these other women to come forward and say something uh like johnny depp's ex-wife all that like yeah she had all these like crazy claims and stuff and like gave herself a black eye all this crazy stuff and got caught um that's wild dude but yeah i don't know
1: (laughs) world world is crazy like that yeah it is um but yeah, what were you saying about Ryan? Uh, Sorry, that went off way in left field.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um so Ryan Adams talks about a thing called stacks. And like he'll take like two books and he'll just open them up randomly. And um he'll just he'll just start reading one, read, 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 look for a word or a line or a combination of words that like hits him. And he doesn't Sit and really focus. It's just like, just read, just read, 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 read. Okay, no, that's not working. Go to the next book. Read, 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 read. Okay, nothing's really happening. Flip, grab the stack of pages and flip them, you know, and you get a line. It's like, ooh, okay, I like that. Like, write that line down and either kind of try to roll I with that line that. from there or keep trying to write a bunch of lines, you know, things like that. And it's just grabbing random books and, um, Oddly enough, um, the dictionary is really cool to do that with. Like, yeah, um, I have grabbed the dictionary and just kind of like flipped through and not not trying to find new words to use. So I sound smart in a song or anything like that. But sometimes some of the definitions of words are. They sound creative.
1: (laughs) They're pretty. Yeah. I kind, of, I kind of roll the same way uh, with some of my stuff, but I use, you know, I don't necessarily spitfire things like that though, where I just like flip through till I find something. I like, if I hear something that really hits me, I try to write it down someplace, you know, yeah. so I can come back to it later, but
0: yeah, that's my notes on my phone. Um, I'm constantly, I just got a notes that say lyrics and, you know, I go to that, that note in my phone and, um, jot it down. And then every once a week, I just email it to myself. So there's a backup in case my phone dies or something. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the same dude. Just, just keep, keep putting stuff in there and, you know, having a
1: fuel for the flame, you know, whatever. So. Gotcha. Well, um, so you sent us, you sent me us, um, you Correct. sent me the, the new track that you're going to release, right? Yeah. Um, so is that going to be on like Spotify, stuff like that, or is it specifically to your page or? No. So that'll about? be all the
0: streaming stuff, you know, the Amazon music, Apple music, Spotify. I don't even know what other big ones are out there. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Either.
1: There's a lot right now though. Um, I know that mine, when my report comes in, I'm like, where the hell is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Uh,
0: it seems the biggest, Apple Music and Spotify, it seems like are the biggest two, you know, I use Apple Music, um, which I know as a musician, I'm totally being a hypocrite.
1: And what i gripe about and then i'm streaming stuff uh, too um, but same way i love spotify but god i hate it as a musician i hate it
0: yeah but it's but i understand it too man like it's Thank um you. i don't there was a day where i had a wall of cds and um up until our, our house fire i still had them i still had them in boxes and you know um but now this way, like, I don't have to have stacks of, you know, and I like vinyl, but that's, dude, that's a hobby. I don't want to start. It's expensive and it takes up a lot of space. And I'm just like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no, I'll put my money into guitars or something. It take
1: the <laughs> space quick too, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I hear you there. I, I got a few vinyls, but I try not to go crazy. You know, I try to just really pick things I really, really like and not just get... A bunch of crap. Yeah, same. I so I I like, still ended up with a bunch of crap because like all my cousins are like, oh, here's grandma's old vinyls. I'm like, great. Like I need Anne Marie Murray's <laughs> Christmas <crack, laughs>
0: album. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey, I don't know. You may, you know, one one Christmas Eve, you know, just <laughs> slap that sucker on. I I um, I I started to get into some vinyls here, a handful of years ago. And I had, and I was just buying like that, like you said, like buying specific stuff. So I didn't just have a bunch of random. So I was just buying, I was like focusing on getting my favorite albums. So I had like a junior, a couple junior Kimbrough albums that my wife got me. I had, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, just like specific Marshall Tucker Band, like certain ones. that I was like, I got to have these on vinyl.
1: I actually got and that then, Marshall Tucker Band one too, I think. Yeah, it's, um, and it's,
0: it does sound and the one I got, I got out of the antique store. So it was a little beat up and I loved it even more because it had the pops and the crackles. You know, it wasn't smooth and brand new and all that. Um, but yeah, I got to a point where I was like, oh, I got to stop. This is going to get out of control. I know it. Like, I
1: got to well, stop. Especially now. When I first started, vinyls were like a buck, especially old ones. You know, nobody fucking wanted them. Now it's a fad again. So every, yeah. you know, they're like, you can find them at Walmart, and they want like thirty bucks for them. Yeah, you know? like yeah. it's like, dude. <clears throat> yeah, man, it's uh, and then as a musician, people
0: are asking for vinyls,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: it's so hard. I can't in my head justify printing those. It it's so expensive to print, and your profit margin is a joke. Like, it it sucks. I mean, unless somebody out there knows of a place that to print vinyl and where you could where it's worth the effort and the work, you know, but for me, I'm just like, man, I, I don't
1: want to pay 17 bucks to print
0: yeah. a record, you
1: know, it's getting significantly cheaper. Like you can get like 300 vinyls for probably around 22, 2,500 bucks. Yeah. But it's a lot of work. Like you said, you have to have special, um, Special masters, which I'm not sure what that entitles. I think it just boosts the volume up. Yeah, because you have to have the volume higher to have it resonate out the out of the vinyl better. Yeah, and then um, the art is special, and the fucking shipping is insane. So you want to try to find someplace close because it's gonna cost you like two three hundred bucks just yeah. to ship them. Then you got to worry about our wonderful postal system, what they're gonna do to them on the way right. over. You know? Yeah,
0: dude. It's it's just, for me, it's like, mm, at this point, it's just, there's too many negatives. And I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like going through all that to just get a few bucks back. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to shell out. You got to shell out. Like you were saying, $2,200
1: or whatever it is. Like That's about half of what it used to be about a couple years ago. Now that it's getting more popular, there's right. more and more manufacturers. So, Right. Yeah. right. And hopefully, people, hopefully, they, you know, they get a little better on it and all that kind of stuff. But, you know,
0: at this point, I'm trying to like, even before the whole virus thing, I was trying to like dwindle my uh, merch down to basically
1: just CDs and T shirts. Yeah. You know, I got tired of setting all that crap up every show, yeah. you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, man, the CDs are going out quick, man. Like, nobody really wants them anymore. But, you know, the shirts, man. I've always said, man, the music's the way to sell shirts. <laughs> that's oh, where it's funny that, you know. Heck yeah. I, I don't, depend- but don't you
0: think there's going to be
1: people, though, that still want to want the CDs?
0: Like, don't you think that's always going to be there? You're going to have the people that want to collect the CDs?
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe eventually. I mean, I think you got a few people that do. I always have them because they're cheap as shit to make. You know, I don't want to give out too many secrets, but, you know, but there's yeah. a profit on CDs nowadays. <laughs> Especially nowadays when I first started, God, you could, they wanted you to pre, um, they wanted you to like print a minimum of a thousand, you know, now you can get like a hundred or 20 even, you know, for about the same price. So yeah, um, you don't need that big chunk of change to start. So, um, maybe they will, you know, I think maybe eventually they'll become a novelty like, uh like vinyls, do, you know. Right.
0: Where it's like I I kind of feel like I feel like tapes are going to get cool again. On yeah, I mean, becomes, they kind of um... are and they might not get huge, but um like my son kind of like like he thinks they're kind of cool, you know what I mean? And
1: yeah.
0: Um he he likes the CDs, you know, he kind of uh he's gotten into that, so anytime I'm, him and I are in Goodwill or I run in Goodwill or something. I see what's on the shelf and, so, you know, something I can snag him. And um yeah. he's kind of digging that stuff. But
1: – Yeah, my kid likes the CDs a lot too, man. So it's, you're right. Maybe uh, the younger maybe, crowd's picking up on it because it's right, – Maybe it's going to be a lot
0: like records for them. Uh, you know what I mean? And as long as they stay cheap, man, like I think it's something that people are really going to be able to enjoy, you know, like yeah. – I'm still selling them at shows. <laughs> what shows I've been able to play. <laughs> you know, but people still ask for them and still want them. And I really hope they are because the, the the profit that you can make off CDs, as you know, is it's better than T-shirts. It's better than it's better than really anything. Yeah, it is. That I can think of. For sure. Um, So... Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping it I hope, I'm hoping they stand the test of time and all that, but
1: me too. Um yeah, I always like them too, man. A lot of the bands on my label keep like pushing me to like go towards other other ways. Like some of them like are like, "Well, do you, like they they just want to discontinue some of the CDs they're doing, you know?" And I'm like, "Fuck, I don't want to discontinue." You know? Right.
0: But I mean, but, but the other thing I'm hoping is there's going to be another it's probably wishful thinking, but like, I don't know if it's another platform or if it's, I, I'm, I'm a hoping, I'm just sitting here waiting for like a shift to happen that kind of puts the power back in like musicians' hands in the sense of we don't constantly have to be on the road. That's the only way we're going to make money is like being on the road, unless you're just getting hundreds of thousands of spins every couple days you know what i mean uh-huh. aside from that reality i'm
1: hoping there's like a shift i, I don't even know what it would be at this point because streaming
0: is so convenient
1: i wish they would fucking be more fair to the artists you know um yeah that's my thing uh there's just not much profit for an artist to put their stuff out you know and then but it's a necessity they've kind of like places like spotify and apple they've got it cornered to where they've got everybody backed into this corner yeah. where the fans are like no but this is what we want and we're like we're not making anything and they're like well too bad like you know, <laughs> a half a penny per play or something like yeah that, you know well and that's what i'm hoping like a new dude
0: imagine if a a new streaming system uh app came out and they were like hey musicians jump on here send us your music build your page and you get way more money for each spin and we'll you know we'll pay you for that i can only imagine
1: Uh-oh. i lost you Sorry for the technical difficulties, folks, but we are back. Um, sorry about that. You were talking about, um, you know, uh, streaming platforms and what if an artist or, you know, one came along. Yeah, I
0: I don't know. Like, I, just, I think about it a lot. Uh, but
1: <laughs> I wonder
0: if a platform would come forward, you know. And if they were to say something like, hey, musicians, if you get on here, we're going to pay you something hopefully maybe close to what you should be getting paid for streams. And uh, it'd be so cool if everybody just pulled away from Apple and Spotify. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know what the possibilities of that would be, but I don't
1: know. A, a boy can dream, I guess. Yeah. I dream about <laughs> the same thing with social media. I'd love to see everybody move away from Facebook and yeah. that would be Honestly, I miss MySpace, man. I, so many people say that, but nobody ever. Yeah. They, they ruined it to the point where nobody can go back. I think if they yeah. would have left it alone, people would have went back to it eventually. Right. I, I miss being able to have my music all on a page where people can go check it out, you know, and I got yeah. my favorite artists, so all my fans could go check out my favorite artists, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: It was really. It's, uh, it's definitely like uh,
0: taking the power away from these people who are not. I feel like dealing with it very well. Like they're not really, and and I'm, <laughs> and who am I to say, man? Like Facebook, I think it is good. I'm not complaining. Like I think it's a good thing, and we got that to use and stuff like that. But um, Spotify, and things like that, to take away, you know, it just comes to a point where things get too big, you know, and too powerful.
1: Yeah. Um, it's no good for artists, man. You know, that's my thing. And that's the only reason I really have any need for it. And then I find right. myself arguing with people over politics and. um, Yeah. Shit. I shouldn't be, you know, and, and worrying about things that I wouldn't normally be or angry about things I wouldn't normally be, you know, like. Right. Just because my, that's my mindset. Like I'm so stuck to it and I would. um, I, I just kind of miss my space where you or that mentality where it's more centered around art and things you liked and not about. Yeah. That you're,
0: yeah. You're... It's, it's a hard thing. I, uh, I had to have very clear defined why am I on social media in my head when I started doing music, because I, I don't, I don't want to be on it. You know, Lily and I got married in that first year. I literally, I was done playing music. I quit. I was going to be done and I wasn't on any social media. It was awesome. As far as that goes, it was the best year of my life without (laughs) social media and all that, you know? Um, But when I got back on, I was like, I need to have a very clear defined, like, why am I on here? You know, why am I playing music? You know, I'm playing music because I want to make people smile. Like I want to like move people. I don't, you know, it's not for me. It's not because it's, an easy job it's not like i did construction you know i was in my career that i was like trying to build for like 16 years and i'm building multi-million dollar apartment complexes hotels and i was a general contractor so i was or the um, the the uh superintendent so i was the i was the guy on site getting it done and um immense amount of pressure you know and I work more with music stuff than I ever did doing that job, you know? And uh, so I'm not, I'm not doing this for my own health.
1: (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. It's Um, definitely more of a job than people like to give it credit for, you know?
0: Yeah. And I hear it all the time. I've got some people in my life that, and I won't name names or anything, but continually are like, just basically you don't have a real job you're not doing anything with your life you're you're wasting your time just in my ear whispering you know and it's it's annoying to hear hear that from people um but I believe in what I'm doing you know what I mean so when I'm on Facebook and it's hard man like the algorithms and stuff people don't see what you post and I wholeheartedly 100% am on social media and i'm playing music because like i want to make a difference and i want to be somebody that betters people's lives you know what i mean so it's like but i'm trying to also do that in a way where i'm not trying to throw my views out there whether it's political or religious and all that kind of stuff whatever i believe in god i don't need to shove that down people's throat that that is annoying and enough people do that you know what i mean and they look like dickheads in the process um I've got my political views. It doesn't matter. It It's not going to benefit anybody's life if I sit here and try to explain certain things, you know? Um, so what am I left with? Like building people up and then trying to just really, dude, you, you just put positive things out there, you know? So whether it's my stupid joke videos that I do or like a, a good thought, like, that's the stuff people should be putting out there you know what i mean like not their personal views that are just going to divide each other yeah um, that doesn't do any good um and i i understand i'm not there is a place and a time for certain things i'm not negating that yeah yeah I got um, you. And, and it's a personal thing as well i'm and i'm not i'm not i know it sounds like i'm bashing people for maybe putting certain things out there, but yeah, yeah,
1: it's on a personal level, you know. I understand what you're saying for sure. Um yeah. you know, I'm guilty of some of those things, but it's fine. I, I am too I man. I know I'm guilty of it, you know, and and I know I, I do it, you know. And I, I i try not to, but sometimes it's just hard not to get into an argument when somebody's like attacking maybe it really is. And like
0: the thing, my kryptonite is uh keyboard tough guys. Mm-hmm. Like That's my kryptonite. I don't claim to be a tough guy and all that. I don't claim to be um, whatever, but I don't like somebody that sits in their, you know, in their computer room and they're typing keyboard tough guy. Like that's, that's, that really gets to me. (laughs) Or if I see a religious person condemning somebody or something like that, I will say something there. But the, the keyboard tough guys, man, it's the same as like the guys driving down the road that don't like something you did on the road or whatever. And they flip you off because they're safe in their car behind their steering wheel and they can drive away from you. If they want, you know, <laughs> yeah, like that, that I, I'm not OK with that kind of stuff. And it gets under my skin worse than anything. Yeah, there's like I'm, a- I'm getting better about game. just Not. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Well, man, I appreciate you coming on. I think that's about all I got for today. I think we covered a lot, man. It's turned out to be a really good interview, man. Sorry about the technical difficulties and stuff. Uh, no. But, uh, but I appreciate it. I'm pretty it sure they were on my end. Then, uh, So Friday, right? That's when your new um, new song drops, and you can find that yeah. on Spotify and all that good stuff. So, yeah. And uh, you sent it to us, so we got permission to play it on the show, right? Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, Are man. You, put it, put it when's this going to air? Oh, you're hearing Th- it now? Well, no, I'm going to air it Thursday. Is that cool? Oh, okay. Cool. So. Yeah, let's do yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Cool, cool, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, Hit us up anytime you need to talk about anything, and we'll try to get you on. Awesome, buddy.
0: I appreciate it, man. It's good seeing you, too. Yeah, you have a good day, man. See ya.